Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Stock Market Today. It's Ali Corman, Ed Carson here with a breakdown of the action for Friday, July 14th, and a look at how the week shaped up. And even with a mildly mixed day on Friday, it was a stellar week for the stock market. Yeah, it was. And, uh, you know, there were some nice gains throughout or across the board, a real strong breath. I want to take a look at a few stocks today, AMD, Rambus, and Eli Lilly. Let's do that. First, let's take a look at the major indexes today. The NASDAQ down two tenths of a percent. The S&P 500 down one tenth of a percent today. The Russell taking a little bit harder of a hit on uh, financials weakness down 1.1%. We also had the Dow up some three tenths of a percent today. So heading into today, we were looking strong uh potentially getting a little heated here so maybe not all too surprising to see the week finish with a little bit of selling but ed if we switch to a weekly chart for the nasdaq that is a big blue bar and a really nice percentage gain for the tech heavy index yeah there's a lot of stocks that didn't have great Fridays, but generally had pretty good weeks and just like the market. I think this might have been the best weekly gain since the end of March. Not not 100% sure, but it's definitely a very strong week coming out of this sort of that little area right there. Uh, and a lot of stocks flash by signals. Uh, today, like, yeah, the NASDAQ was getting a little stretched. I think we were getting over 8% above the 50-day line. I think we closed a little below that today because we reversed lower. But that's getting to an area where you have to start thinking about a pullback. But there was a lot of buying opportunities, a lot of lot of strength, and not just the Nasdaq. And you know, there was a lot of things working working this week. So uh, it was really nice to see. Yes, it was. Let's also take a look at the S and P five hundred. We had the Nasdaq clearing the key milestone on Thursday of 14,000. The S&P 500 cleared 4,500. A little bit of a, a battle there into the close today, but still managed to close above 4,500 here, Ed. So a great week for the S&P 500 as well. Yeah. So just a lot of leadership here, 14, 14 month high and you know, this is this is the markets. These are the market conditions generally we want to see. I mean, there's this or that about the short, very short term, but right. stocks moving up, breadth, stock, stocks breaking out. Uh, this, these are all the very strong signals the market has been giving. Mm -hmm. And you bring up a good point. Nothing good lasts forever, so we have to be careful about where we're getting into stocks, just because. Uh, times are good doesn't mean that we won't see some sort of pullback. So being focused with entry points versus chasing extended stocks is always a good idea. Uh, but especially when you see the market starting to get really strong, we could see things come in a little bit. Doesn't mean they will for a while, but there, it, like you said, it raises the chances that we could see that. Yeah, you sort of think of canceling the M is so important. We normally think of the M as a big capital M with the bull market. It's just the little M, a small lowercase M is a little bit, a little bit more of a give you a reason to pause. Yes. Let's take a look at uh, the Dow and the Russell. So here's DIA, the ETF. Perhaps a little bit of resistance here that we're continuing to see at 345. So just something to watch for blue chips here. IWM broke out of a trading range above 389, pulled in on Friday though, but let's see for the week, small caps still a strong breakout 
from a cup with handle, a gain of about 3.7% for the week. Yeah, the Russell 2000, which just was struggling for so long, you know, finally doesn't seem to be. So that was really nice. And we want to take a look at market breadth. So let's compare QQQ, the NASDAQ 100, with QQEW on the week. QQQ up 3.5% versus QQEW's 3.9%. So like you said, it's not just technology. It's not just the Magnificent Seven. We're starting to see a lot of stocks in a lot of different groups participating. Yeah, which is great because, you know, some of those stocks were really extended. I mean, actually, there were a number of the Magnificent Seven actually flashed buy signals this week. Uh, but, you know, is this this is where you can see that 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 run of stocks to break out. So while we're here, I mean, speaking of the NASDAQ 100 and the Magnificent Seven, we're going to get more information Monday, right, Ed, on the rebalance situation to have those mega caps have less of a weighting. What do you think that's going to do to performance of the ETF? You know, it might come out tonight. It might, I thought it was going to come oh, out tonight, okay. but it's like, yeah, uh, but we'll see. Uh, you know, we already had some reaction on Monday when we, because we learned last Friday night that it was going to happen. And so then there was reaction. And so most of those Magnificent Seven came down, but that's already sort of been priced in. It's sort of like when there's S&P 500 announcements, it's usually that first day or two there's a move and then the actual addition or subtraction doesn't really have much impact. Keep in mind, there's not as much money that trades the NASDAQ 100, nothing like the S&P 500. Uh, and so the, the fact that they've already moved, we'll get the details today. And there might be some of the other names that we're not so sure about. People talk about, oh, maybe Starbucks is a winner, these other ones. So people may not be as realized that certain other ones will be winners. We'll see how much they are. Uh, but maybe these Magnificent Seven, uh, it's likely there will be a muted impact. Okay. And I must have been thinking Monday because that's the first trading day uh, that'll happen after we after we get the news of this new breakdown. Let's take a look at SPY versus RSP. Ed. So here's SPY on the week up 2.4%. RSP also up about 2.4% <laughs> and breaking out of its own cup with handle base. Yeah. And so, I mean, when you think about it, these charts, there's a lot of stocks, of, you know, like the NASDAQ breaking out of a tight area, sort of the S&P clearing out, you know, doing the same. And then you have the RSP clearing this like, sort of a cup with handle, uh, Russell 2000, you know, stocks tend to mimic the market. And so like there's all sorts of, you know, the indexes in these ETFs where, where basically you see the stocks doing the same thing. Next on our list, let's take a look at the dollar down 2.1% this week for a currency. Is that a big move here, Ed? Sure, visually on this chart here looks like an outsized move. It was a huge move. And I think, you know, that was a big reason why the market rallied this week. And, and a big reason why this came down is because we had tame inflation reports, which eased Fed rate impact and we saw the treasury yield come down so the lower the, the cheaper dollar the uh, fall in treasury yields uh, which had gotten up to 2023 high so i was looking oh boy we're ready for a breakout now maybe this is maybe it's just formed a handle it'll come right back up but it seemed really significant uh and so this was uh those were big factors uh behind the the market move this week yeah, a big impact this week for sure well let's take a look at a couple of sectors underneath the surface technology clearly in focus. Here's the IGV software 
ETF up 5.5% this week. So software had a great week. Yeah, uh, Salesforce, which was one of the biggest uh, components, that that really sort of, you know, that was a big contributor just directly. And just because they announced price hikes, and it's probably sent people thinking, well, maybe some of the other software makers could raise prices. Uh, Microsoft had a great week, but there was a lot of names, a lot of names, cloud software names that had really strong weeks. And SMH, the chip sector, also outperforming the broad market up 5.3 this week, the SMH ETF. Yeah, NASDAQ and NVIDIA, obviously a contributor, but there was a lot of names here, a lot of strength in this sector, some weakness today in some of these names. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, th these are these are great areas to see leading the market. Yes. And ARKK, the ARK Innovation ETF, up 11% this week and arguably a breakout uh, from an entry within this bottoming consolidation. So if this is a signal of more speculative growth stocks, what do you think that this is pointing to, Ed? I mean, there's definitely growth and speculative growth <laughs> is doing really well. And they have some Bitcoin type plays, but some of them are not. I mean, there's some some very solid companies like Shopify, uh, Tesla doing very well, but also Coin. So there are a lot of the hottest stocks right now. Yes. And now let's take a look at some stocks, starting with AMD in the chip sector. Didn't have a great finish on Friday, Ed, as you mentioned, uh, sector-wide. Didn't see uh, a lot of stellar action among the chip stocks on Friday, tried to clear an early entry for the week. AMD still up about two and a half percent, closed mid-range on the week, right around its 10-week line. Yeah, it doesn't look terrible on a weekly, weekly chart, um, but it was sort of an ugly bar today, uh, that's for sure. And that happened to a lot of stocks. And this is couple of points. One is that, you know, you know, it's probably a time when investors shouldn't be making a lot of new buys because there's the risk with the NASDAQ being stretched. I mean, the NASDAQ barely fell. I mean, let's be clear, the NASDAQ barely fell today. And we saw a lot of stocks come like four or five percentage points off their highs. Some some of them did this and just traded flat, but others gave up three or four percent. So yeah, I think it was the, it was up four percent. Yeah, it was. It, it was. Yeah. yeah. And uh, if the NASDAQ fell down to its 21 day line, which is would be perfectly normal 4% drop, you could imagine some of the names down 10, 15, 20%. So that's just something to consider mm -hmm. in the very short run. That's why we talk about this. And also, so yeah, this was disappointing and just sort of have to be, and also this is a reason why you want to take early entries. You like, you wouldn't have wanted to buy at the highs here. If you didn't want to buy it, you could have bought it, you know, like right as it was crossing that short-term high, you know, it was bouncing off the 50-day line, 10-week line. So it sort of had that momentum. And now here's a place, I think it might work. And at least you probably didn't get hurt on doing something like that as opposed to getting up high. So that's, that's uh, something just investors want to be doing always, I think, in this market, trying to buy as close as possible buy point, but definitely in this kind of uh, mm -hmm. environment. You make a good point about now not being the best time to be adding new exposure. Of course, uh, some stocks that cleared entries today could just be off and running from here with no issues. But I think it underscores the importance of market timing. Since May 10th, really, we have been talking about the breakout for the NASDAQ, ramping up exposure. So now we 
can see the benefits of being in the market and seeing our positions continuing to make solid gains this week and maybe, you know, feeding a little, feeding them a little bit here, but really just, uh, taking advantage of having earlier entries and seeing those pay off by being invested at the right time versus being late to the game. And now, now all of a sudden on this uh, impressive week, just now getting involved. Yeah, that's, that's, that's excellent. Okay, let's move on and take a look at Rambus, another chip sector name in the same industry group, by the way, both uh, peers, uh, with NVIDIA, reversing lower today. So we talked about a compelling entry in Thursday's session, but the stock did not have a good Friday, an outside day, downside reversal with shares down almost 5% on the day, Ed. So not great to see this. Yeah. And uh, just another example here, because yeah, broke that trend line yesterday. Uh, you know, I was talking on IBD Live. It was looking pretty good when I talked it about was. it. Uh, it was still up a little bit. And so it was sort of clearing that short-term high. So it was like, okay, you could still have to try to nibble it there. But, you know, again, with the market just coming off, you're, you're going to expect the growth stocks to come off more. Uh, it did come down. I saw a number of stocks coming down to the 21-day line. So it found support around there. If you look on a weekly, okay, it doesn't look great because it gave up a lot of its gains. But, you know, it's not terrible. It's still making progress. You look at that. So it could come right back up, um, but in, or, or, or in a little bit of time. Uh, but it's just the timing just is a little bit off, maybe because of the market more than anything else. Let's now take a look at Eli Lilly. This is ticker LLY getting back above its 50 day line. So a test of the 10 week this week for Lily. It looks like it did still close down on the week, but high in the trading range, just above the 10 week line. And this is the first touch of the 10 week line since it's cup breakout that happened in mid April. So Ed, your thoughts about a potential buying opportunity here. This this is a buying opportunity in a stock that's not extended itself. So something to consider. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I had some negative news to start the week or early in the week about that saying that weight loss drugs, people drop out of them, or that even at least with the Novo Nordisk drug that there's you use investigating possible suicidal thoughts. So the fact those were not really positive news, but it did bounce back from that. Uh, today, it rallied and uh, um, it's buying another, buying a, a privately held biotech to bolster its, uh, its, its efforts in obesity drugs. So that helped. Um, I think here is like, it's the first sort of test of the 50-day line, 10-week line since its April move. Uh, I would say that the 450 level and the 21-day line, which is basically almost the same thing, uh, you know, and it that would probably be like, get above that. You could probably use that as a buyer. There's also a lot of trading right in that area. So um, that would be a place you could enter possibly, especially like in the companies, it's possible if the, if the NASDAQ and some tech growth stocks need to go sideways, maybe medical sort of that defensive growth can at least, you know, pick up the slack for a little while. So this might be one area, like energy might be another where it mm. uh, wouldn't be as affected by a market pullback. Not saying it wouldn't be affected by it, but it might be less right. affected by a NASDAQ-led pullback. That makes sense. And weight loss drugs are the topic of this week's 
A1 feature story in the IBD Weekly, right, Ed? That's right. And Allison, she's always covering this great. She also has individual stories on those on those other pieces of news <laughs> that we talked about because she's always she's she's very prolific and uh, definitely worth reading about. She does a really great job on that. Totally agree. Well, Ed, that wraps our look at this week. What should we be focused on for the week ahead? Earning season starting to ramp up. We got some bank earnings and some notable stocks issuing their quarterly results next week, huh? Yeah, we got a little company called Tesla and uh, Netflix that'll be reporting uh, next Wednesday. Uh, the earnings season, reason, earnings season really picks up the following week, but a lot going on ASML also next Wednesday. Uh, so a lot there. Uh, you know, I think it's also investors should have taken opportunity over the last several weeks, this week as well, uh, to, to add up exposure. They Probably investors should be fairly invested at this point. Uh, again, just to reiterate, probably thinking about not doing too much in the short run. If you have nice, tidy gains, a modest pullback isn't a big deal. But as you can see, if you start buying right now in the market as a pullback, those new buys or new ads can quickly come underwater. So you're doing that, build up your watch list, maybe look look at your portfolio, see which stocks you'd like, maybe take partial profits or they're laggers. I just want to just dump it out because I want to add exposure elsewhere or just raise a little more cash. Uh, so those are things you can do over the weekend to prep for what's likely to be a busy couple of weeks uh, for the market. That's right. And I'm sure we'll talk about it more next week and the following week with uh, stocks in focus that we've seen strong gains in, in leaderboard, perhaps our own portfolios as well with the earnings reports due. I know I was saying this earlier this week, but there's decisions that traders are going to need to make. I know hedge fund manager Jim Ropel, friend of IBD Live, has said that if you're going to hold a mega winner, you have to hold through a number of beat and raise quarters. So perhaps there will be opportunities there, but earnings season has a lot of risks attached. It's not it's not easy. So we'll have to see what challenges this earnings season brings, Ed. Yeah, and uh, it always looks easy in hindsight with the winners that go up. Oh, right. see, you should have held. There's plenty of losers that nobody <laughs> wants to think about. Yeah, well said. All right, everyone, that is it for this week. Thanks so much for tuning in. We will be back with more on Monday morning on IBD Live, and we hope you join us, investors.com slash IBD Live for all those details. We will see you there, and we'll also see you right back here on Monday at the close. Have a great weekend. This show is for informational and educational purposes only, and nothing should be construed as a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell any securities. Any securities and investment strategies discussed may not be suitable for all investors. Make sure to consider consulting with your financial advisor before making investment decisions.